0: There's a couple of passages that I want us to spend some time in today, Um, and then I have a lot of other passages that are kind of just supporting um, what we're going to be looking at. So uh, we were ahead of schedule for wrapping up the systematic theology study, um, and because we were ahead of schedule, I decided um, to split up the last... What I was going, what I had planned on doing, was doing judgment and uh, heaven in a single session, and then giving us two sessions as kind of review for uh, all that we've looked at through systematic theology and historical theology. Um, but what I've decided to do instead um, is break up judgment and um, heaven uh, into two separate classes so today we're just going to be looking at judgment um, and then next week I, I honestly I, I broke it up not for today's class but so that I could have a, f- a full class where we focused on uh, heaven um, and that this the, that the text on judgment weren't um, kind of intermingled with that and then we'll have one class that's just kind of a summary uh, of everything and then we'll be done with the systematic theology study. Um, So today, what I probably will do um, is we will probably move really quickly through a lot of these first passages of text um, just to kind of get an idea of some of the places that you might look if you're looking in Scripture for um, what the Bible says in regards to Um, that final judgment. A couple of things that I want us to uh, consider as we do look through this. Uh, The first thing is that Jesus is the judge. So Jesus will be the one who presides over this final judgment. We'll see that in the first uh, passage of text that we look at today. Uh, Two other things. One, unbelievers uh, will be punished and all sin will be brought to life. Um, we'll look at some passages of text that kind of touch on that, um, and then also we will see that believers will be rewarded as well at this final judgment. And I want to end um, kind of with that with that in mind. So a couple of things that I want to say um, up front, um, I believe that scripture is clear that our memories of this world are not forgotten when we pass from this world into the next. Um, I believe that when we worship Christ as the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world for all eternity, that we will know why it was that he was slain, right? Um, And as such, what that means is, is that we have to have a high view of what that future hope must be if we can both be aware of what this world had in the way of sin, we can be aware that there are those who are uh, punished for their sin eternally, and Also, we enjoy God in his fullness for all eternity. And these things be uh, realities that are simultaneous um, realities. Um, With that being the case, I believe our understanding of this final judgment uh, will help us to grasp how that might how that might be. Um, so, uh, with, that being, with that being said, um, when I say that unbelievers' sin will be punished and that all sin will be brought to light, I am not simply saying that only the sin of the lost will be brought to light, but your sin will be brought to light, believers, on the day of judgment. Right? All sin whether done in secret or in public, will be brought to light on this day. We should consider it... Like when we think about that, when you think about the fact that the sin that you have committed now, having experienced the grace of God, God through Christ and your belief and walk with Christ and uh, your continual struggle with sin until the day that He calls you home to be with Him. um, You should when we get to these texts where we see that we find on the day of judgment that that there's no condemnation for us, but instead we are rewarded as though we lived the life that Christ lived. This final judgment should um, it should humble us, and also it should encourage us to shed the sin that remains. that it should cause us to desire to wage war with that sin. So that we can walk closer to Him each and every each and every day. But we, we should, like I find it very like there are warning passages in scripture in regards to that final day of judgment for us as believers but when we see as like when we look at scripture in in the way that it speaks towards us in regards to that final day of judgment though when we consider the fact that the sins that we commit will be brought to light on that day the the immediate thought that goes through your mind is not hallelujah right none of you none of you who who are here today when i when i say that all your sin will be brought to light that it will be manifest that there will be no secret that is not that light is not shined on no one is like bring that day on because that's going to be a fun one right not a single person is like yes yes We're not gonna look good on that screen. No one's going to look No one's going to look good on that day except for the judge. Yes. Like the judge, like but and so that so like that's a reality. Like on that day, it is not going to be a day where any human apart from Christ looks good. And yet when we look at scripture even in the way that Christ speaks towards that day he speaks about us who when we think about that day and think about the fact that like all that we've done will be brought to light it frightens us he speaks of that day in a way that's encouraging like that like and and I so something occurs in that Moment, Something occurs in that final judgment for us as believers that um, is going to uh, so highly exalt the Lamb who was slain, who, overcome, uh, who has overcome the grave for us, that um, your sin and what you might consider to be the embarrassment of it will not be the central focus for you because Christ has on the cross finished it. There is therefore now no condemnation for you. Right? So there there is this reality for the believer that that you will that you will stand on that day not condemned for all those things. But rejoicing in together we will rejoice in who he is and what he has done in a way that is in some ways muffled because we oftentimes find ourselves not being able to be that real with one another here, right? And on that day, you will not be alone in the fact that you needed Christ for salvation. (laughs) It will be so evident that we needed Him, the extent that we needed Him. Um, And... Yeah. Uh, because, like, so many people, I was just thinking that our Friday night group. A lot of times they live, a lot of them live in shame and hiding because they don't understand the extreme grace that is available. Yeah. And the love that changes you because of the grace, it makes you want to sh- to strive to live holy lives. It, it should. It should also be one of those things that causes us as believers knowing that we will stand together on that day having like experienced this moment today together. Did we encourage one another to walk more holy? Did you encourage me to walk more holy? Did I encourage you in that? Because this life lived together where we can encourage one another to walk as the people that we are. That we call one another up and not excuse one another's shortcomings. But we say, I know that you are better than this. I know that Christ has called you out of that sin. Turn from that. Like we encourage one another. Then on that day, the good works that we are rewarded for may be counted amongst those things. Right? So encourage one another to walk in holy Living because of this, so um, I'm going to go first to Acts chapter 17, and I'm gonna f- we're gonna roll through a couple of these uh, pretty quickly here. So Acts chapter 17, um, verse 30. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed who is this judge Jesus, Jesus. and we see this clearly here uh, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So in case there was any question about who this judge that he is appointed would be, it is the one that he has raised from the dead. This is Jesus Christ. So there is a day coming that the world will be judged. Let's go now to Romans chapter 2. Let's look at verse 5 through 7. Because of your hard and impotent hearts, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to His works to those who by patient who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. Scripture is clear that there is a day of judgment coming. Um, Let's continue on. We're going to look next at Matthew chapter 12. So we're just kind of touching on a couple of different places where where it speaks of this day of judgment that's coming. So Matthew chapter 12, uh, I'm going to read verse 36 here. I tell you, On the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So on this day of judgment that is coming, all the words that we have spoken, we will give account for. all the words that are spoken in secret, all the words that are spoken publicly, there is coming a day, Scripture is clear, where all good and bad deeds will be taken into account. This should uh, encourage us in some regards when we consider when you look around you, and you see what appears to be injustice, when you look around you, and it, you, you see what appears to be uh, evil getting away with evil, and you wonder, how could that be fair? How could God be good and allow this to occur? Um When we consider this final day of judgment, uh, we should consider that there is no deed that has been done by man that God is unaware of, that God has not taken into account, and that He will be the one that opens those books and accounts for every word, every deed that has been done. And. As we can see clearly in Scripture, either the one who has performed that evil will find themselves repaying that sin, or we will find that it was accounted for in the work of Christ. So, um, let's turn now to... We're going to come back to Matthew in a little bit. I want to save it uh, for for the end, though. Um, so let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes. We're going to look at um, judgment is spoken of from the Old Testament into the New Testament. This uh, this promise of a day where God will account for the deeds of mankind um, is not something new. Um, so Ecclesiastes chapter 12, <clears throat> we'll look at uh, the last verse in that chapter. Verse 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. I'm going to read that again, because that is important for us to grasp. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. There has not been a thought in the mind of man that has escaped his knowledge. Not one thing is secret. And every secret thing will be brought forward, whether good or evil. Let's continue this in the book of Luke. So Luke chapter 12, if you want to turn there with me, we're going to be looking at verse 2 and 3. So Luke chapter 12, verse 2 verse 2 and verse 3. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. There is coming a day uh, where God's righteousness will be seen, so clearly God's mercy and grace will be seen so clearly and there will be no secret thing no thing done in the dark that shall not be brought to light we will see on that day that God is just that God is fair, that He did not overlook sin, we will see on that day that even the most righteous among us lived lives that were like filthy rags. There will be none standing on that day Apart from those that stand in the grace and mercy of the one who judges, none, none. There will be none on that day. Paul himself on that day, probably one of the one of the men in history that has lived as close to a perfect life as one could imagine. If you just peer into scriptures and see the dedication that he had. He will stand on that day in the grace of Christ. Everyone. Abraham, on that day. Name your saint of old on that day. On that day. We will see, each and every one of us, just how much we needed Christ. Need Christ. We will rejoice over His mercy and grace on that day. And there will be those on that day that thought they got away with something that will find punishment for those things that they thought they had escaped on this side. Let's let's look now at uh, believers we and so we're going to kind of what I want to do now is I want to start shifting us uh, as we consider judgment because this day, when we consider it, like even we as believers considering what this what this moment in the history of the universe might look like, it's frightening, is it not? It's it's like. You think about like how much we stand guilty of that the only reason that we are not washed over by the wrath of God is because Christ stood in front of us, stands in front of us. It causes us, and it should cause us, to have a fear of In the way that we live our lives, but then we find Scripture speaking towards us in re- in regards to this day. So, believers, when you consider this day, I want us now to kind of shift our mind and look at what we would consider to be a fearful moment, and the way that s- that Scripture speaks. Uh, of that day for us. We who find ourselves in Christ, uh, John chapter 24, or excuse me, John chapter 5, verse 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. I'll read that again. Truly, truly, I say unto you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. That does not mean that we do not experience this day of judgment, but it means that we experience it in a way that is fundamentally different from those who are not believers, that we do not stand condemned on that day. None of us will be condemned on that day if we find ourselves in Christ. Uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says it as clearly as it could be said. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So though our sins will be brought to light on that day, though that is true, at the same time, it is true that there is no condemnation for us on that day. No condemnation. I want us to go now uh, to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to look, we've got, we're, we're making pretty good time this morning we're going to look at matthew chapter 25 we're going to look at first corinthians chapter 3 and then um that'll be that'll be it these are two longer longer runs of text that we're going to look at here so it may run us up to the to the end of our time this morning so matthew chapter 25 we'll start reading um in verse 31 so uh, if you want to turn turn there with me, so Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. We're going to read from verse 31 uh, down through uh, the end of this chapter, verse 46. So this is speaking of this final judgment that is coming. I want us to consider when we look at this um, the focus that he has in regards to believers, the focus that he has in regards to the unbelievers, right? Um, I want us to see here that when we consider this final day of judgment um, that we should consider the rewards that He is preparing for us and how the lives that we live today will affect that day, right? Where you do not now have to stand trembling, fearful that you will lose something, that you will find yourself on that day condemned, for your shortcomings and failures because you can be certain that you are in if you can be certain that you are in Christ that you can be certain there is no condemnation for you on that day. But the life that you live today will translate into rewards that will be given out that are eternal rewards. So, verse 31 uh, Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed. By my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him. Who will be righteous on that day? Who will be righteous on that day? No one but Christ. And yet, look at the way that He speaks to us. Look at the way that He speaks to us. Then the righteous will answer Him. So these that He has spoken of about He was hungry and food was given, thirsty and drink was given, He was a stranger, they were welcomed, He was naked, they were clothed, He was sick, they visited, He was in prison, they came. What will they say on this day? Then the righteous will answer Him. So, He is the only righteous one. And yet, when He refers to us here, He speaks of us in Him. Those who there is therefore no condemnation for us. No condemnation for us. We stand righteous in Him in such a way that on the day of judgment, He looks at us as the righteous who will respond in this way. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink like... Listen. Listen, this is not this day this day is not a He is not highlighting for you as a believer those times that you failed here. He's not. He's not. Like on this day, he will give rewards and you will be like, "What is this one for?" And then he will show you. He will remind you. Do you remember? Do you remember? You're living life in Him. Not concerned with the glory that you will be given, but living life in Him. And on that day, you will be rewarded for those things. Many of which He will have to probably remind you that you did. The God who saved you who knows every secret thing, who knows every deed that you have done in the light or in dark on this day for the believer will be focused on highlighting the righteous acts of His righteous bride. Like this day for us Though there is much to consider and tremble over. When He speaks about us on this day, He speaks in words that should encourage us. That should like draw us up to encourage one another to live lives. So that we can find ourselves Not rewarded for the sake of rewards, but rewarded for the sake of the Lamb who is worthy of those rewards. That we would live in this way. And here's what's crazy. He's speaking of this, and this is what will occur. This is what will occur. Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. How many of you on that day, thinking about yourself now, how many of you on that day think that you will feel sorry for Satan in the least? How many of you think that you will on that day be like, Poor guy. God, you're being too harsh on him. How many of you think that you would lose a moment of sleep in eternity, knowing that Satan was getting punished for his evil deeds? After the exposure of all sin. After the exposure of all that we have seen. That yes. Lord, you are righteous and good. That we've seen what's better. Yes. And here's what I want us to consider that on that day, likewise, full knowledge of our depravity, we should lose sleep today. We should lose sleep today because there are those today that could be affected by the lives that we live so that they find themselves standing among the righteous because on this day when they are cast into that fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels we will see them in the same way that we see him. You won't lose sleep in eternity. We should lose sleep today. We should lose sleep today. Then he will say to those on his left, Apart from me you cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, truly I say unto you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. There is coming a day where this great divide between humanity will occur, where the righteous will go on into eternal life, and those who have continued in sin will continue in sin. They will not find themselves loving Jesus some point down the road in eternity. Uh, That's why we should lose sleep today. That's why it's something that should concern us deeply today. Because there is coming a point where this separation will be done. And it will be done by the shepherd of our souls who knows what a sheep looks like and knows what a goat looks like. And will separate them perfectly on that day. Let's look now at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We've got roughly 10 minutes. Maybe it takes that long. Maybe it doesn't. We'll see. So, 1 Corinthians chapter three, what I want us to see here is that the way that we live our lives matters, Um, that how we build, as we see here, matters, that the way in which we approach it will be tested and tried. And we should consider that as believers. When we live our lives, we can sh- we should consider each and every day the way that we live um, because that work will be tested. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I'm going to look in verse 12 and read down through. Actually, I'm going to go and read from verse 10. Uh, Through verse 15. So according to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid which is Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ. Now If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. There is a way that we can work building up the kingdom that will not survive these trials, these tests, this fire. And there's a way that we can work, that we can build something on this foundation that is true that survives, that lies, and that we will be rewarded for. We'll end, we'll end with this thought. There's coming a day where we will be rewarded for the work that we do. There will be those on that day that will find the work That they have done burnt up by the fire. That the work that they did, in some regards, was in vain. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. This is not speaking towards the salvation of the individual but the life that that individual lived building on the foundation of Christ there is a way in which we as believers can live somewhat worthless in this effort and there is a way that we can live that even if fiery trials comes upon it the work will survive it requires us To build on this foundation that has been laid. And it requires us, like Paul, to seek to become master builders. In the way that you live your life. Do you live your life in such a way that you consider what it is that you're building? And how you're building? Is that something you think about? If you don't, let me encourage you that you do. Let me encourage you that you think about the life that you live. Let me encourage you that you think about the actions that you take. Not that you will one day be punished, right? But that one day you will be rewarded. Let us all seek on that day for Christ's Sake, that the rewards would be greater because we were together in this. Because we worked together in this. This is not a competition as though I'm going to try to outwork you so that on that day you can look to it and say, look at how many things Landon gained. Right? Let's work together. Let's build something that lies. There's coming a day where those works will be tried and tested. And it is important. The lives that we live here, it is important how we live them. Amen. Let me encourage you um, to seek to glorify Christ in all that you do. And that anything that you build, let it be built on a foundation that was laid long before we came onto the scene, long before we ever learned to build. This foundation is Jesus Christ.